This is the Busy Blokes Podcast with Jake Batrick and Christian Huggins. Hello and welcome to the Busy Blokes Podcast. My name is Jake Batrick. I'm a busy guy and a big guy. And with me is my co-host Christian Huggins, also a real busy guy, but a way less big guy and a lot cleverer than me. Christian, how are you, mate? Bats, mate. I am flat out like a lizard drinking. Um, yourself? Yes, absolutely snowed under, mate. Uh, look, this podcast is all about finding the best bang for your buck health hacks and implementing those in and around our super hectic lives. And by doing that, we're not only going to help you, but show you how to become a healthier and happier version of yourself without all that confusing gobbledygook or health BS that's out there in the health sphere. Absolutely. Now, Christian, we go way back, all the way to really picking our noses together in kindy, but... Yeah, unfortunately, mate. Unfortunately for you. <laughs> found a few winners. <laughs> We're not here digging for gold with our fingers. We're here to uncover gold nuggets of health and well-being tips oh, and tricks. That was quality. That's good. I like that. <laughs> you're, you're the health guru. I'm the guinea pig. So, Christian, tell me, how did you get into being a health coach, first of all? Yeah, it's such a weird kind of term, health coach. Not many people actually know what it is, but I'll tell you a bit about how I got started on my, I guess you could say, health journey. One of my many yo-yos, but this last yo was the most successful one. I actually came up and, you know, I caught <laughs> <Yeah>. myself. <laughs> um, but I, it all started with a classic mirror moment. Caught my reflection in the mirror. I was bending over. Um, I think I had my jeans. I was put my shoes on, didn't have my shirt on for what, whatever reason. Um, and I looked up, caught my reflection in the mirror and saw some rolls, a bit of a muffin top hanging over the top. Yeah, been there. And you've been, <laughs> been there many times. Um, and like unbeknownst to me, like if any kind of fitness influencer or cover model, like if they bend over, they're going to have rolls as well. But I looked at that myself and I was like, hell no, got to do something about that. Um, and even though I went about things in the wrong way, the incorrect way with my nutrition and exercise and stuff like that, I did it in an unsustainable way. I'll say that much. Um, I did get the results that I wanted, right? I got the results right. that I needed. I went down from about 94 kegs down to 69 kegs and then kind of went back and floated around in the 70s and 80s for a little bit and stuff like that. Um, but once I had that like real milestone achievement of actually taking charge of my body composition or my weight and seeing changes physically in the mirror, something popped off in my head and I was like, you know what, like what else can I do or what else can I change? So it took me so far down the rabbit hole. Like, <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. I was, I was lost in there, mate. Um, so <laughs> like far Alice down the rabbit Wonderland. hole. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, sleep, stress management, mindset was a big one for me personally um, for a lot of males as well. Um, just working on mental health, physical health, spiritual health, emotional health, all that sort of stuff kind of bundled into one. And I realized that I was literally all day, every day, podcasts, books, like reading mm. things online. I was so fascinated by all things health. And I thought, you know, how flipping awesome could it be if I turn this into a career or a job or if I could just do this all day, every day? So that birthed the idea of me getting my health coaching certification. So I did that um, while I was actually primary school teaching. And now I graduated uh, with my health coach certification and now I teach others how to be healthy themselves. Yeah, right. So for you, it was like it was you wanted to reach more than a, a weight goal. It was, you know really delving into how and why we become healthier and happier versions of ourselves. Exactly right. And I, I, um, I'm pretty lazy, like <laughs> just like, just like a classic kind of lazy person. Um, so I like to take the easy way out. So a big thing for me was how can I find like the simple, most effective bang for your buck strategies that take the least amount of effort, the least amount of time, but give you the most amount of results. So 
people kind of uh, overcomplicate this whole health thing and go about things in the wrong way, where it's really a lot simpler than it might be, which is kind of why how me and you got talking about this kind of topic, because I guess you had your own little epiphany or scale moment, if you want yeah. to kind of tell the listeners about that, what happened with you? Yeah. So it was so bizarre. In the same week, I had two different people tell me they thought I was looking better or good or like I'd lost weight and I was feeling pretty good about myself. And then a few days later, I stepped on the scales and saw the highest number between my feet that I'd ever had. Oosh. And I was just like, how... <laughs> How does that happen? Two people have told me they think I've lost weight. Mm. I'm finding out within the same week that I'm the heaviest I've ever been. So do you think you were even heavier than that prior to that week? Those people telling you were looking good? That's what I took out of it. I was like, <laughs> there's no way. Like I've obviously been heavier. Yep. Um, so it was a real eye-opener for me and it was a real light bulb moment for me. I'd been making excuses for years um, and I'd, I'd been following your health coach content on on instagram and thinking you know i really need to engage with this but i'm lazy <laughs> i'm just a big lazy guy and busy I'm, busy as well and very 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 busy and so i never engaged with it and i figured well the only way i'm going to be able to do this is if someone keeps me accountable that's you and that's this podcast so mm. i'm pretty excited to crack in um i'm i'm a hundred kilos I'm in triple figures. I'm officially good innings. Raise the bat. Raise I am, the bat. Congratulations, Jake. You are a big fella. <laughs> well done. Uh, we'll touch on on our on my goal uh, shortly. But first things first, Christian. This podcast, while I'm the subject, I'm the guinea pig, if you like. Mm. This this podcast isn't just for blokes. We're the two busy blokes. Yep. But what we're going to be talking about applies for everyone, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's not just for overweight, busy people either. Like the stuff that we'll be detailing in all of these episodes is pretty much the journey that I went through and I take clients through on a day-to-day basis. Like it's all things sleep and stress management and mindset and portion control and nutrition and hydration and all these wonderful things that bundle up to make someone a happier, healthier, stronger version of themselves. Now, just before we move on, uh, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, I'm going to refer to you throughout this podcast as Goss, and it's a nickname because <laughs> we've known each other since we were still nearly in nappies. Uh, I've just called you Goss for as long as I can remember. Where does Goss come from, Christian? I'm not going to go into the long version, Bats. I'm not going to go into But literally, I think it's year five. All the schoolboys call me Goss. Yeah. Like, it's one of those, like, revertigo moments. Whenever I catch up from someone from school, it's Goss, 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 and everyone asks me about what it is. Um, but, yeah, pretty much short for my name in a way, like, yeah. In a roundabout way, a roundabout it's short way. for Christian. It's in a, round, a, very, a super roundabout way, as blokes do. They like to just twist things into nothingness or out of nothingness. Um, but that's me. Um, and, obviously, Jake. Bats, Jake Batrick, yep. Bats, that's going to be the one. I made it easy for us. Yeah. I have an easy nickname. <laughs> Righto, Bats, we've all got places to be. Should we get cracking on with the nitty-gritty for episode one? Let's do it. Alrighty, Bats, so we need to know what we want to get out of this 12 weeks, right? We need to know our end point. We need to have those goals. We need to know what we're aiming for. So I've got this concept of good, better, best goals that I came across in my journey that I often use with my clients, right? Mm. Um, so I kind of just talk about it at the start, how, you know, if you've got a client, if I've got a client who has this whopping goal of losing 20 kegs by Christmas, right? Yep. And I'm like, yep, awesome. Like that's realistic for you. Let's do that. Let's lock it in. 
if that client gets to that December date or the end of the year and they've only lost 17 kilos, like what happens? Flat. Absolutely flat. <laughs> so like, flat. Some people will be stoked, um, but there are a big whopping amount of people who are going to be gutted with that, right? Me as a coach, I'm going, that is phenomenal. Like you've lost 17 kilos in however many months or by the end of the year. Like that is crazy progress. Yeah. But if someone has set this really lofty goal and they fall just short of it, flat as. Yeah. So I've got this concept of good, better, best goals. Now it still kind of takes after that whole smart goal, smart goal framework of the specific, measurable, achievable, realistic time bounds. You still kind of use that template within the good, better, best goals. But the way that I look at the good, better, best is like podium finishes. Right. Okay. Okay. What I mean by that is gold medal, silver medal, and bronze. So you can think of this uh, imaginary client from before who wants to lose 20 kilos by the end of the year. Let's say that is a realistic goal for them, realistic as such. Let's say their best, their absolute best, their first podium finish is that 20 kilos. Right. Well, their better is going to be their silver medal. And we just take it back just that little bit, right? So maybe it's 17 kilos. Okay. And then we take it back to bronze medal or their good goal and it's 14 kilos. So on the way that that looks on the podium finish, they reach that 14 kilos. That's bronze medal. Awesome. You're stoked with that. You're so happy with that. You then reach for the better goal of 17 and that's your silver medal. And then you're always reaching for that pie in the sky kind of dream of that first medal, that podium finish, which is your best goal of 20 kilos or whatever it might be for you. Well, it's like going to the Olympics, right? Mm. If you're you're training your butt off for years and years and years to try and win a gold medal and you're up against all these other opponents from all over the yep. world. And, you know, if you're going there and you come away with a medal, you're stoked. Regardless of what it is. Like they are, they are wrapped with that bronze. They are wrapped with the silver. Like they're always aiming for gold because that's the best of the best, best in the world. But if they get that bronze, you can see them up on that podium, still tears in their eyes, still hugging their family afterwards and stuff like that because they've still achieved what they set out to essentially. So my overall outcome is losing some weight, but that might not be everybody else's goal, right? So like, can you apply this philosophy to really anything? If you want to become a, a healthier, happier, more energized person. 100%. You could apply this to any area of your life, right? So you just kind of set this. I always like to make the best goal. So that's that, that gold podium, that number one. I do like to set that as something quite lofty. That's quite out there. That's the moon, right? You want to shoot for the moon. You want to have that big thing that's just outside of your comfort zone. So that top podium is always something a bit scary. And then you just kind of draw it back ever so slightly from there. But you could do it with how many books you want to read per month. You want to, You can do it for something like regards to your uni work or your schooling. You can do it with how many uh, how many minutes you run 4Ks in. So you could do, my good goal is running 4Ks under 25 minutes. Yeah. My better goal is running 4Ks under 23 minutes. My best goal is running 4Ks under 20 minutes. You could do it for how much you're squatting in the gym. You could do it for a triathlon. You could do it for anything as long as you kind of just follow that template of first, second, and third and just kind of reaching it back from there. Christian, I am 100 kilos on the nose. I've raised the bat. I'm in triple figures. Just hit the ton. I've, I've got my big fella license. Um, so really getting under that figure for me is a massive milestone, right? I haven't yeah. been under that for a while. Um, so, all right. So if my best goal is, say, losing 10 kilos in 90 days, mm -hmm. all right, what? how do I work out what my good and better goals are? So my bronze and silver medals. Yeah, awesome. And I'm, I'm really glad you chose that number as well because this is what I do early on with clients. I, I would manage their expectations because if you came to me and said, 
Christian, I want to lose 25 kilos in 90 days. I'd be like, oh, like if I was a really bad coach, I could, I could make that happen. I could feed you very low food and make you run on the treadmill for four hours a day. But we hate running, don't we, Bats? Correct. Um, so Big I'm time. not going to make you do either of those things because that's unsustainable. <clears throat> but what you've done there is 10 kilos in 90 days, which is about 12 weeks. It's losing around a kilo a week, which is a very sustainable approach. That's a lifelong kind of approach because as a society, we don't have a weight loss problem we have a keeping weight off problem. Right, okay. So I think you've chosen a really nice number there for your best goal. So that's something we're aiming for, 10 kilos in 90 days. And all you do there to get your silver and bronze podium, you just bring it back ever so slightly. So think about a, a second and third milestone, if you will. If your top milestone is 10 kilos in 90 days, what would your second and third be? Well, I mean, slightly under that, wouldn't mm -hmm. it? So maybe if we went our bronzes, eight kilos as the good goal, um, I'd be thrilled yep. <laughs> to lose eight kilos and then silver could be nine. Awesome. And that 10 kilos, like I said, it's that pie in the sky. It's that moon that we're aiming for. And it's not like you get to that um, best goal and go, all right, I'm done now. Hats <laughs> off, you know, hang up the boots. Let's get straight the beers out <laughs> straight, straight to Maccas. <laughs> like hopefully over time. And what we'll be taking listeners along for the ride is, is these lifelong habits that you'll be instilling over time. And it's not just for weight loss. It's not just for fat loss, not just for body composition. It's for like everything health-wise and make you happier and healthier. So the stuff you're going to be putting in place, once you get to that 10 kilos, you'll probably keep going, right? And you might mm. even reach, get further than that, which is awesome. But now we've got our targets. Within 90 days, you're going to at least either eight, nine, or 10. That's good, better, and best. All right, so we've got our destination, which is awesome. Okay, so <laughs> the, the big question I'm thinking, Goss, is what the heck happens when and not if when I fall off this wonderful wagon get bucked off that horse, trip over that big tasty block of chockey or two, what what happens then? You literally just hit the nail on the head. It's not a matter of um, if, it's a matter of when you fall off because Correct. so many people get this all or nothing mentality of like, I have to be 100% on or I'm off completely kind of thing. And it's this on the wagon, off the wagon mentality that creates yo-yos for years and years and years and years and no one makes really long lasting change. So I say this really early on, get okay with failing, get okay with stuffing up. I still stuff up and I'm this far on in my health journey. Mm. I could, you know, people look up to me, quote unquote, for, you know, advice and stuff like that, but I'm still stuffing up on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis in different areas of my life. Yeah. But the key to surviving and thriving when you fall off is just getting right back on that wagon at the next opportunity. So, so many people let a bad meal turn into a bad day, turn into a bad week. It's that whole like, you know, oh, okay, I've stuffed up now. Diet starts on Monday or, you know, I'll do things when time's right. But it's just like, no, you, you had the chocolate. Cool. Like, en enjoy it. Was it good? Awesome. All right, let's next next meal. Let's make, let's make another healthier choice or whatever it might be. So just get super okay with being easy on yourself. Try your best, do your best, but it's okay if you stuff up. <laughs> Just touching on easy, you have throughout this process, even before recording episode <laughs> one, you've reassured me that this whole journey is actually going to be not easy, but super achievable. I'm not skeptical because I love you and you're a good <laughs> mate of mine. I know yeah. you're not going <laughs> to throw me under the bus here. <laughs> should, we, should we get stuck in into how I'm actually going to achieve these goals? And I, I know you and the listeners are flat stick, so I'm going to make things as simple and as quick as possible. This let's get down to business or getting down to business portion of the uh, podcast is all about the key actions that you can take in between sessions, right? So we've got this outcome goal. We've got our good, better, best goals. We've got our targets in sight. We know what we're working towards. 
But we also, it's more important actually, in my opinion, to have something that we focus on day in and day out, these actions that we can actually take towards that target, right? Yeah. It's the steps I'm taking to get myself to my good, better, best goals, right? Yep. And just to make you healthier, happier, stronger, more energized. Okay. So what have we got this week? Is it 5K runs every day and wet lettuce for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Like what, what, what am I supposed to be doing here? Oh, classic. Um, heck no. Heck no. So no, not everyone can run. And as little listeners will find out, we both hate running with a passion. Get in the bin of running. Bin, yeah. <laughs> Sorry um, to all the runners out there. Yeah. So so def- definitely not either of those things. Um, like I said, we don't have a weight loss problem. We have a keeping weight off problem. So we want to start small. We want to be simple. We want to be sustainable. We just want to be consistent with these actions. So what I'm going to give you today, Bats, is I don't want to sound like a lot. I'm going to give you five things to do slash work on over the next seven days or so, right? And continue those on beyond that. Yeah. Um, but these five things, some of them to do with food and some of them to do with movement, all right? Yep. So the first one is going to the first two are going to be kind of an all-encompassing kind of step um, with regards to a bit of a pantry clean-out. Oh, okay. Okay, so there's a few Which is things. something no one ever does, right? No, far out. Those <laughs> little so moths, much- the dust, yeah. the crumbled, crumbled up pasta, the, you know, the, the flour that's three years old. No <laughs> one cleans it out. I'm not talking about that kind of clean out. Best before 2008 yeah. Yeah. chili sauce. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's just a recommendation. You can still eat it if it's that, that old, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so I'm not talking about that kind of clean out. There's two things that I want you just to kind of get out of your pantry because it's going to make you much harder to lose the weight. It's going to make you much harder to fall asleep. It's going to make you much harder to be energized, okay? So the first thing that I want you to toss out of your pantry are a certain type of oil. Now, these oils are very, you know, they go through really harsh refinement processing. Mm -hmm. They get bleached. They get deodorized. They go rancid inside the bottles really quickly. And when they get heated up, especially in the pan when we cook with them, they become oxidative, which creates a lot of inflammation and a lot of bad news around the body. So right. these oils that I'm talking about are the industrial vegetable and seed oils, okay. such as your classic vegetable oil, canola oil, right. sunflower oil, safflower oil, cottonseed oil, rapeseed, and grapeseed oil. So okay. that range of oils that I just outlined then, no, no good to cook with whatsoever, no good to ingest. And the bad news is, is that most cafes, restaurants, pubs as well as your household will probably have them in the cupboards because they're so cheap and they're so yeah. mass produced. I've got two types of canola oil in my pantry. <laughs> You've doubled, doubled up. I've got the runny version and the spray-on versions. So you want to get rid of those two, those, those types of oils and what you can replace them with. So what we want to do is we want to get those types of oils in the bin and yep. replace them with more quality fats or quality oils. And what I'm talking about here is coconut oil, yep. avocado oil, extra virgin olive oil, butter, and ghee. And ghee is like G-H-E-E. It's like a clarified butter. Okay. So any of those five are full, packed full of healthy fats, packed full of micronutrients, and are actually anti-inflammatory in the body and really good for the body. I mean, a lot of people wouldn't really associate oil with being healthy, right? No, no. And it's, it's quite a trip. So a lot of the stuff that we're going to be talking about over the next 12 weeks plus is the misinformation that's out there. If you were anything like me early on in my stages, I'm going through Google and I'm asking Dr. Google all these questions and it's coming up with a study to support every single thing under the sun. I didn't even know which way to turn. Mm. But it's the simple stuff that I kind of came across in my journey that helps the most amount of people, the majority, right? And the vast majority of people are going to benefit from cutting out those rancid vegetable and seed oils and replacing them with things like extra virgin olive oil, coconut oil, avocado, butter, and ghee. That's the first 
stage of the the pantry clean out. Um, I think I know what's coming here. What else needs to get <laughs> get in the bin? Right. The other thing that needs to get in the bin, you know, there's a couple of ways we go about this, but I call them trigger foods. Right. Yeah. For me, my trigger food is salt and vinegar chips. If oh, I just I, can't, I actually cannot get enough of them. That's like far out. Like if they're in the pantry, they're no longer there. Like they're already in my gut, my stomach. Right. So. I don't tempt myself on a day-to-day basis by surrounding myself with this trigger food of salt and vinegar chips. Yeah. I don't tell myself that I can never have salt and vinegar chips again. I just don't put them in my face, right? And it could be for you Tim Tams. It could be chocolate. It could be barbecue shapes. It could be whatever. I kind of fill in the blank with your trigger food. All you need to do is remove it from the house and just add that barrier between you and that trigger food by telling yourself, all right, if I want this food, all I need to do is drive down or even better, walk down. And we'll yeah. get into that in a little bit. Walk down to the shops, drive down to the shops and get myself a fun size bag of that food. If you tell yourself you cannot have a food again, and this is an issue that I got with, I, I, that happened to me. If you tell yourself you can't have something, we're just giant kids at the end of the day and we'll argue against that change ourselves, even if we set it for ourselves, right? So all you're doing is adding some barrier or some friction or some time between you and that trigger food to have a think do I actually want this food? Am I just bored? Am I just, you know, craving something for the sake of craving something? Am I just, you know, annoyed, stressed, angry at work, whatever it might be? And it gives you that time to make a different choice. So my trigger foods are chalky, really any sort of chocolate. (laughs) Chocolate covered anything. (laughs) Yep. Uh, And ice cream. So if I really want those, I have to walk down to my local corner store Mm -hmm. or go to one of the major supermarkets and actually go through the effort of getting it ideally by walking. Exactly right. And and you don't, you know, you don't go down there and get like the mega family sized block of chocolate. <laughs> you might just get yourself like a you know fun size Twix or you might get yourself um instead of getting yourself a whole tub of ice cream, you just get like, you know, the one of the ones on a, on a stick. Yeah. So you t- you don't tell yourself you can't have these items. You just add a barrier between you and that thing which gives you space and time to think, do I really want this and yep. is this going to move me towards my goals? Okay, so that's that's the pantry clean out done. I reckon that's pretty achievable. Pretty achievable. Uh, All right. What's next? So the next one, um, or the next two, sorry, focus on this concept of what I call crowding out. So crowding out is this concept or this notion that refers to adding in more of the quote unquote good leaves less room for the quote unquote bad to sneak its way in. So rather than saying avoiding all this stuff, I can't have all this stuff, having this big list of no's, spend more of your time and energy adding in more of the good, just focusing on including more of the good stuff. And then hopefully it leaves less room for the bad stuff to sneak its way in. So the two good things that I'm going to uh, get you to add into your diet this next week, Bats and listeners, yeah. is all I want you to do is each day, the first one, I want you to eat one extra piece of fruit. Okay. A pink lady apple, the best kind. No, <laughs> <laughs> Brother, Granny Smith is where it's Hang at. Hang on. Right? No, there's no way. There is no way. Granny Smith apples are better than You have to be a green boy. If you're going to be the apple of my eye, you've got to start eating the green ones, right? Because I'm pretty sure Ted Bundy was a lady, uh, you know, pink lady kind of apple eater. And we all know oh, he was a him, terrible, right? terrible, terrible, terrible person. Terrible person, yeah. So, all right. It could be anything though. Watermelon, pineapple, kiwi okay. fruit, blueberry. I love the berry family. Blueberries, raspberries, blackberries, all that sort of stuff. So just whatever fruit that you enjoy, a piece of fruit that you liked when you were a kid, something you haven't tried in a while, just go to the shops, get yourself, you know, enough for each day, just one portion of fruit, and you're mm. just adding in that as an extra little snack. Okay. So one extra pink lady apple. 
minus the Ted Bundy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So that's that sounds pretty achievable. Um, yep. What's what's the last bit? Awesome. And the uh, the last one that you're going to crowd out with before we move on to the fifth step, just your typical, you know, something you probably heard your parents or teachers say at school years and years and years is just drink more water. So people yeah. are chronically, chronically under drinking water. Like if you're anything like me, Bats, back before I realized how important it was, the only water I got was if it was mixed with a generous splash of cordial or whatever portion oh, yeah. came in my Pepsi or, you know, Sprite, whatever it might have been. So I never drank water by itself. Yeah. And I think like it, drinking water really depends on like your day to day. So like for me, Monday to Friday, if I'm at work, I'm in the office a lot. I do get out and about with my job, but most of the time I'm in the office and I'm nailing, I'm probably hitting like good hydration targets, mm. right? But it's like when you get to the weekend and you're out and about and you're doing things and you might take a water bottle with you, but you've been out for like seven hours. Right. You've only had one drink of water, right? So like just how important is getting enough water? I feel you. Um, so we'll get into this really deep in the weeds in the hydration week in a couple of weeks' time. Um, but there's many things you can kind of do to hack your water intake, right? Because it is so, so important. And even just on the topic of like cravings and weight loss and stuff like that and trigger foods, around 70 to 75% of cravings is due to dehydration, low-level dehydration. Really? So just hitting your targets can abate those cravings. Just drinking a tall glass of water or two before your main meals can make you consume less calories, right? So there's many reasons why water is really important for the body and we'll get deep in the weeds in that in a few weeks' time. Um, but just setting those targets of what I like to see and what most people will benefit from is about two and a half litres to four litres each and every single day, all right? And that depends on, you know, your age, your gender, how, um, you know, your type of job, if you're a desk worker versus a bricklayer, for example, mm. um, how big you are, whether you're in hot climate or cold climate. So just kind of monitoring your water intake on a day-to-day basis and really setting that high Duration goal. Do you see what I did there? That's great. Uh, I love that. <laughs> Just aiming for that really high number, buying yourself a big water bottle, making sure that you don't, you know, an apple a day keeps a doctor away. So you don't save up all seven apples and eat them on Sunday. You want to spread that water out over the day and just set yourself those little reminders, alarms in your phone, post-it notes on your desk, keeping that big water bottle right where you're going to grab your keys to go out for the day and stuff like that. So hitting those hydration goals is really important um, and there's lots of benefits that we'll detail in a few weeks' time. And so what is that goal? How much water should I actually be drinking a day? So for someone like you, Bats, who's a male, who's relatively, you know, you you, you train footy a couple times a week, you yep. do, you know, walk here and there, you're not just sitting behind a desk all day and stuff yep. like that, I'd like to see you aim for around three liters okay so something around three liters would be great for you so i've got to chug out some oils get rid of the chalky in the ice cream an apple a day keeps a doctor away Mm -hmm. and a couple of more liters of water yep right and there's just one more okay because you know it's the simple stuff you just don't make things easy on yourself don't tempt yourself with this stuff in the cupboard cook with some better oils like you don't have to change your cooking methods or anything like that just add in an apple drink a little bit more water And then the last one's going to have to do with just a little bit more movement in your day. All I want you to do for the next seven days, Bats, we're not going to go on these 5K runs. We're not going to turn into an ultra marathon runner. We're not going to join a CrossFit gym or any of that crap. All I want you to do is go for a 10-minute walk each day. 10 minutes. Just 10 minutes. And you can put that wherever you like to in your day. If you're someone who's a bit of an early bird and likes eating breakfast in the morning before you head to work, 
at breakfast, go for a 10 minute walk. If you want to go after dinner or, you know, when you get home from work, take your dog around the block a couple of times. It's literally the length of two to three songs. Mm. Chuck the headphones in, make it interesting. Listen to a podcast, listen to us. Yes, please. Or, you know what I mean? So, so just make it easy on yourself. Hack your day just for that more, that little bit more movement. And it's got to be 10, you know, focused minutes of walking. So I think I know what you were thinking yeah. just then. <laughs> Can I just, you know, like say, oh, slot I went for 10. Yes, yeah, slot yeah. it in. I went for 10 minutes, walk around the grocery store today. No, I want you to do an extra 10 of something you would normally kind of do. Okay. I mean, all of that doesn't sound too bad. Are you sure that's it? Mate, it's a journey and we've all got to start somewhere. So that's all I want you to do for the first week. Christian. I need you to give me the biggest, crispiest, most golden nugget of wisdom you've got. Now, tell me, before I embark on this big adventure, what's the one thing you know now, but you wish you'd known when you started your own journey to become happier and healthier? Oh, such a good question. And I think the thing that's you know top of my mind is exactly what we said before, which was, it's not a matter of um, if you fall off a wagon, it's a matter of when, because when I was going through my initial stages of my journey, it was an all or nothing approach and I was avoiding everything. I was saying, no, no, no. And all I wanted bats was some pizzas and burgers. All I wanted <laughs> yeah. was a beer. Don't we and, all? And, 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 you know, don't we all? And if I had one of those things because I was saying, no, 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 but if I just enjoyed one of those times, it wasn't really an enjoyment because I was beating myself up so bad about it internally, felt like a failure, felt like I'd actually fallen off the wagon completely, blah, 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 blah. But had I known what I know now, that in the grand scheme of things, one salad doesn't make you healthy, just like one slice of pizza doesn't make you unhealthy. Like you can include all of these things in moderation. And I feel like I'm so fluid with my nutrition now that I can enjoy the pizza and burgers and beers and stuff like that. Yeah. And I can still feel on top of the world. I'm still a happier, healthier version of myself. So I think the biggest uh, piece of wisdom that I want to impart on you is that it's okay to stuff up because you are going to stuff up. Like I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You will stuff up and it's completely fine. But the key to surviving and thriving is just the next possible moment. Just make a, another choice, like a better choice. Like enjoy those times then make another choice. So a big wholesome cuddle. <laughs> Every time wholesome I fall, cuddle, mate. So. Give yourself an internal brain cuddle and, and cu cuddle your mindset, cuddle the people around you Yeah. Um, and just kind of get back on that horse. Rightio, we've both got to get our skates on and get out of here. Thanks for listening to Busy Blokes Podcast, your one-stop shop for the best bang for your buck health hacks. Head over to our Instagram page at Busy Blokes Podcast for more tips and tricks to help you become healthier and happier. And you can follow me on social media at Health Coach Christian on Instagram. If you have any questions or want to share your stories, email us at busyblokespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, too, to Damo for your audio wizardry behind the scenes. Really appreciate it, brother. Goss, got to get out of here. That's all we've got time for. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Love you, Dad. Hold up. 